Good morning, everyone. Good morning. We welcome everyone here to our, our worship service here at 904 Lawrence Avenue uh, for the gathering of Christians on this day to worship God, this being the first day of the week, uh, the day that we look forward to, to come together for encouragement, uh, to lift one another up, and to worship God on this Lord's day. So we, again, welcome everyone uh, being here on this Lord's Day. <clears throat> I know I sound sick. Again, I'm not sick. This is just vocal cord issues still going on, but getting better, <clears throat> actually getting better. So I uh, wanted to explain that. <clears throat> to our visiting friends that are here with us today, uh, we have uh, China Davis, uh, raise your hand, China, who's here with us visiting. Always good to see our visiting faces. Glad you made it to Lawrence Avenue today. <clears throat> and others that may be visiting, we want to welcome you here to Lawrence Avenue again, and to the family here, Lawrence Avenue, good for us to be here on this Lord's Day. <clears throat> People need to realize the encouragement that we get from being together. The scriptures are just so true. The encouragement and admonishing that we get from the presence, from the embrace of one another, as all of us have to battle the elements outside. You know, the, the conditions that we are dealing with in 2023, it's rough out there, folks. And when we come together to embrace and encourage one another, folks, that carries weight. That carries a lot of weight. So we thankful for everyone being here on this Lord's Day. Our announcements. Sister Easley and Sister Cassandra, they are visiting another congregation today. Also, brother and sister Kantz are also visiting Hall Street today as well. <clears throat> uh, brother Rob McLean was planning to be here today, but starting Thursday or Friday, his knees start to ache. Uh, I think that may be the change of the weather. Uh, his knees started to ache somewhat, so that's why we don't see him also today. So let's keep him in prayer. Amen. We're glad that the Spivey family uh, and friends made it back uh, from from overseas, as, as we call it, uh, but glad out of town. But we're glad to have them back with us. <clears throat> Sister Darlene Jones is uh, is also visiting uh, Jackson Street today uh, with her mother. <clears throat> Our condolences continue to go out to the Pope family and also the Moore family on the loss of their loved ones. Also good to see Sister Pella. I know she's been battling with uh, dental issues and good to have you back. Uh, Sister Pella, you have been missed. <clears throat> Sister Wanda Luster will be out of town the next few weeks and asking for our prayers for traveling grace. <clears throat> My dearest church family, we give thanks to God for you all we thank you so much for your prayers, your, ca your cards, your calls, and all of your expressions of love that you gave us during the passing of our niece. We love and appreciate all of you. This comes from Brother Tyrone and Sister Lisa Moore and family. And again, we thank you all for the card and you've been in our prayers. Amen. We always want to uh, encourage uh, church family to be a part of our weekly Bible classes. 
We appreciate the teachers for their service and you for your presence. And we want to encourage all to be a part of our midweek Bible classes on Lois Day at 9 a.m. and on Wednesdays uh, at 10 a.m. and also 7 p.m. And also for those that can't get out, notice I said can't get out, okay? That's a difference in can't get out and won't get out, okay? That's a difference. So for those that can't get out, okay, for our 7.15 p.m. podcast or conference call Bible study. Again, keep in mind, church, nothing like this gathering. But we want to encourage you again to be a part of our Bible classes uh, because the Lord expects for us to be on the same mind, and we're able to do that as we study God's word together. We're invited to uh, area events September the 20th and the 24th. Uh, We're invited to the Broadmoor Church of Christ for a study of series on the book of Leviticus. This is on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 7 p.m. Also, the fall gospel revival for the, uh, at the Jackson Street Church of Christ, October the 1st, a 9 a.m. Bible study and 10 a.m. morning worship, and they will have a 2 p.m. afternoon service, October the 2nd through the, through the 4th, at 6.30. Brother Anthony Booker uh, evidently is a guest speaker along with Brother Elvin Daniels from the Hope Church of Christ and Brother Booker from the Burrage Street Church of Christ. Order service this morning. For those that remember uh, Brother Henry Burns and, and Sister Burns, uh, faithful members here for years and, and passed away some time ago, uh, their son, who we call Dahl, uh, passed away uh, several weeks ago. Uh, they've already had his funeral service, uh, but I forgot to announce this last week when I heard about it. Uh, but we want to keep the Burns family in our prayers. Mm-hmm. Order of service, singing, Brother Taylor Moore, our scripture and prayer, Brother Donnell Felton, our sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey, our prayer for offering and Lord's Supper, uh, Brother Trenton Moore, and also our benediction prayer, Brother Timmy Jones, collection, Brother Steve McLaren, and Brother Calvin Spence. Also glad to see you back, uh, Brother Otis, who was speaking last week in Springfield. I think this concludes our announcements. Yes, I think this concludes our announcements. Let us continue to keep one another in prayer. How y'all doing today? All right. Uh, for our first selection, let's all turn to page 391. 391. 391. Three nine one. And just a reminder, if you can, can you please silent your cell phones, please, during service? Just a reminder.
Thank you. Page 391. All found, let's all sing. In the field I will wail sickles brave and true. In the fight for the right I will dare and do. Spend my days in the praise of the journey. And let me live close to thee's day. Oh, let me live close to thee. Take my hand, dear Lord, and guide me all along the rugged way. Oh, let me live close to thee. Let me walk and talk with thee, dear Lord, each day. Not the crown nor renown that the world might see. I will work, never shirk, blessed Lord, for thee. But to know where I go, that my soul is. And let me live close to thee each day. Oh, let me live close to thee. Take my hand, dear Lord, and guide me all along the rugged way. Oh, let me live close to thee. Let me walk and talk with thee, dear Lord, each day. Help me bear and to share some poor pilgrim's load. Be my friend till the end of the toilsome road. I will sing to my king and the souls of, and let me live close to thee each day. Oh, let me live close to thee. Take my hand, dear Lord, and guide me all along the rugged way. Oh, let me live close to thee. Let me walk and talk with thee, dear Lord, each day. Page 394, 394. Scripture reading prayer follow page 394. 394. All found, that's all seen. What a fellowship, what a joy divine I'm leaning and on the everlasting arms. And what a blessing is, what a peace is mine. I'm leaning and on the everlasting arms. Well, I am leaning on Jesus and leaning on Jesus. I'm safe and secure and from all alone. Well, I am leaning on Jesus, I'm leaning on Jesus, I'm leaning and on the everlasting arms. And know how sweet to walk in this pilgrim way. I'm leaning and on the everlasting arms. And know how bright the path grows from day to day. I'm leaning and on the everlasting Sting on, well, I am leaning on Jesus. I'm leaning on Jesus. 
I'm safe and secure. And from all alarms, well, I am leaning on Jesus. I'm leaning on Jesus. I'm leaning and on the everlasting arms. So what? Have I to dread? What have I to fear? I'm leaning and on the everlasting arms. And I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. I'm leaning and on the everlasting Sing on, well, I am leaning on Jesus. I'm leaning on Jesus. I'm safe and secure. And from all alarms, well, I am leaning on Jesus. I'm leaning on Jesus. I'm leaning and on the everlasting arms. Well, I am leaning on Jesus. I'm leaning on Jesus. I'm safe and secure. I'm all alone. Well, I am leaning on Jesus. I'm leaning on Jesus. I'm leaning and on the everlasting arms. Good morning, church. The scripture reading this morning comes from Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. And it reads as follows. And the same day, when the even was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the wave beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so afraid, how is it that ye have so, how is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly 
and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? That concludes the scripture reading. Let us now prepare our hearts for prayer. Our most merciful and gracious Father, it is with exceeding joy that we come before you at this time. For Father, in our minds we know how many blessings that you have bestowed upon us, how much mercy that you have shown us, and how much compassion and love you have given us. And we are grateful, Father, because we know that it was not because of you, because of us, but it was because of your Son, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And Father, we are eternally grateful to you. And Father, we ask you to please look out upon our world. Help those in leadership positions to make always make those decisions that are pleasing and acceptable according to your will. Look upon our speaker of the hour. Help him, Father. Strengthen him. Renew his mind. But most of all, give us open ears that we will be willing to listen to your message through him that we will be able to put that in our lives and let it strengthen us and correct us. Father, look upon the sick and shut in. They need you, Father. Well, Father, they need your help. They need your comfort. They need your blessings. And they need your strength. And Father, these prayers we do send up by your Son, Jesus Christ. And let us all say, Amen. Amen. That's all Mark, page 744 for the invitation song. Page 744 for the invitation song. Now we'll sing page 743, page over. 743. 743. All found? Let's all sing. Oh, land of rest for thee, I sigh, when will the moment come when I shall lay my armor by and dwell in peace at home and we'll work till Jesus comes, we'll work till Jesus comes, we'll work till Jesus comes and we'll be gathered home. No tranquil joys on earth, I know no peace, no sheltering dawn. This world's a wilderness of woe, this world is not my home. And we'll work till Jesus comes, we'll work till Jesus comes, we'll work. Till Jesus comes and we'll be gathered home. 
I sought at once my Savior's side no more. My steps shall roam. With him I'll break death's chilling tide and reach my heavenly home. And we'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work till Jesus comes and we'll be gathered home and we'll work till Jesus comes we'll work till Jesus comes we'll work till Jesus comes and we'll be gathered home Good morning I want you to remember what you were just singing you're going to work so when we have something that needs to be done we're going to expect you to be true to your word. Good morning, and once again, welcome to those of you that may be visiting with us this morning. I'd like to let you know that you are indeed our honored guest, and we as a congregation invite you back at your earliest convenience. God is truly a good God, always has been and always will be. But we say, so if God's been good to you, let me hear you say amen this morning. All right. Missed y'all last week there. It's good to be back. I, on behalf of our family, I thank you for your prayers for traveling grace and for safety just all over. Uh, we really had a good time, and, and, and I just ask for your continual prayers um, for the family as a whole. Um, as we said before, we, we, we truly serve a good God, and that is evident in the fact that as this new day broke, uh, the glorious God looked down from the coast of heaven still finding favor in us, has given us another opportunity to do as he has commanded, and that is to worship him in spirit and in truth. He's also given us another opportunity to work out our soul's salvation. So it is our prayer that you take advantage of this opportunity, and that opportunity is to make heaven your home. I want you to know, church, that, that life is a journey truly a journey. It begins when we are born and it continues and ends at death as we know it. But then even after that, we have to spend an eternity somewhere. We, we start this journey at birth on, on the physical side, but then when we accept Christ as our personal savior, we embark upon a new spiritual journey. And while we walk with him and he walks with us, we're still trying to cross over to the other side. And even though Christ walks with us and we walk with him, storms are still going to come. Mm -hmm. Storms are, are inevitable as we go throughout We have to be able to deal with these storms. And he has given us a way to deal with this. I'm getting old. I just turned 60, so you got to bear with me. Sometimes I forget to turn my microphone on. But as we go through this, this, this journey of life, we're still trying to cross over to the other side. And when these storms, when these storms appear in our life, 
we, 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 we can't just stand still. We got to keep rowing. Because, see, we're, we're trying to make it to the other side. And sometimes we have to drop anchor. And when we drop anchor, we need to make sure that what we're dropping anchor in is able to hold us in place. So what we need to do is to, is to drop anchor in Christ Jesus. Because it is only through our dropping anchor in Christ that we're going to be able to sustain and to continue on with this journey. So I want to use for a topic this morning, crossing over to the other side. Crossing over to the other side. And I want to draw your attention back this morning to our scriptural text, which was taken from the book of Mark, beginning with chapter 4 and verses 35 through 41. So if you have your Bibles this morning, we'll deeply appreciate it. If you would open those up or whatever AI advice you have, and I want you to follow along in the reading of our scriptural text once again. And here the Bible states, it says, Now, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, he being Christ, he said, Now, let us cross over to the other side. That's where we're going to get our thought for the day. Now, it's Christ that said, let us cross over to the other side. It says, now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And the other little boats were also with him. Now, anytime Christ gives you a commandment, He's going to give you whatever it is that you need to accomplish his commandment. If he gives you a task, he's going to give you whatever you need to accomplish the task. And here he says, let's go over to the other side. So they had to have some sort of vehicle to get them over to the other side. Christ had been in this boat preaching all day long. So here is the vehicle that they're going to get in to cross over to the other side. Now, he had been preaching all day, and it says now when the evening came, Christ was tired. When the evening came, this journey of life, church, sometimes will wear you down. But nevertheless, we still got to make it to the other side. But I want you to note off the bat, who was in the boat? Christ Jesus was already in the boat. Now, he told them, come on, I want you to get in the boat with me. And then we're going to head on over to the other side. So right off the bat, I want you to know, church, that now it matters who's in the boat with you. It matters whose boat you're in. Because now it says Christ was already in this boat. But as we continue through our reading this morning, it says now there were some other boats out there as well. Watch me now. There were some other boats out there as well. But Christ was only in one boat. Is that all right this morning? There are some other boats out there. But Christ is only in one boat. So you being in that one boat makes all the difference in the world when you're thinking about getting over to the other side. Is he in your boat this morning? Are you in 
his boat this morning. You can say something. You can say amen. We won't get mad at you. But as we continue along, verse 37 says now, and a great windstorm came. And the waves began to beat into the boat so that it was already filling. And it says now, but now he was in the stern. He being Jesus was in the back of the boat. Now, what was he doing in the back of the boat? He, he, he was sleeping on a pillow. And they awoke him and they said to him, teacher, do, do, do you not care that we are perishing? Verse 39 says, then he arose and he rebuked the wind. And he said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And verse 40 says now, but, but, but they said to them, but he said to them, I'm sorry. He says, now why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? If God has been good to you, if God has worked in your life and you've seen him work in the lives of others, how can you have so little faith? You said God has been good to you. So if God has been good to you, you ought to tell somebody. And when you see the goodness of God working in your life and, and working in the lives of others, what should that do to your faith, church? It ought to increase your faith. So if he's been good to you this week, then your faith should have increased. He said he was a good God. And verse 41 says, and they feared exceedingly. And they said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Our topic, once again, this morning is crossing over to the other side. It has been a long day for Christ, church. This, this, this event had begun back a chapter, back in chapter 3 in, in verse number 20. And it had been a long day for him. And as we said, this journey can sometimes be long. And we've got to understand, church, that, that even though the journey may be long, Life itself may not be. We don't have an eternity on this side to make it to the other side. Our time on this side of life is limited. Job said, man that is born of a woman have but what few days to live, and those few days are filled with trouble. James said, life is but a vapor, appearing for a little while. And then it fadeth away, so we don't have an eternity on this side to make it to the other side. we got to make sure every day that we're in the right boat, and the person that's in the boat is the right person. See, sometimes we let people in our boat that don't need to be in our boat. You can say amen this morning. Some of us have been traveling abroad in the wrong boat. Get quiet. You've been headed for the wrong destination. Mm -hmm. Some of us just been traveling in circles. I don't like what they're doing over here, so let me travel <laughs> over here. Well, you know, it might have been better over there, so let me travel back over here. You spend more time going in circles 
than in a straight line. And I don't know, but when I was going to school, they said the shortest distance between two places was always a, a straight line. So we're all trying to cross over to the other side. So that's where we get our thought from this morning when Christ called his disciples and he said, now let's set sail for the other side. At the end of the day, it says now when darkness fell and the disciples were trying to navigate over to the other side, the Bible tells me that Christ was in the back of the ship. He was in the boat, but he was asleep. But then it says, at nighttime, when the darkness fell was when the storm came. And if you know anything about the Sea of Galilee, which is what they were trying to cross over, it's situated some 600 feet below sea level with mountains surrounding it. So it's not uncommon for a storm just to pop up out of nowhere. But it was customary for these storms to only appear during the daytime. But the scripture says, this one came when darkness had failed. So this storm is, is a storm that's out of the ordinary. But now, who was it that told the disciples, let's head over to the other side? It was Christ Jesus. So Christ is telling them, uh, we need to head over to the other side, but then there's an unnatural storm that's coming. Hmm. So when the disciples set out on this journey, they were not expecting a storm to come at nighttime. They even had Jesus in the boat with them. So in their minds, it should be an easy journey. Oh, contrary. When you come up out of this watery grave of baptism, the journey is just beginning. Satan is not going to let that journey be easy because, see, he's lost one. And he's going to want to get you back. So anything he can do to make that journey unpleasant, he's going to try to do it. But Satan is limited. You remember the book of Job? Satan has some power, but it's limited. So as you take this journey to the other side, realize whose boat you're in and who's in the boat with you. We said this storm, storms pop up on the Sea of Galilee because of its position. Sometimes storms in your life are going to come because of your position. If you position yourself on the side of Christ, some storms are going to come. And you can say, Brother Spivey, it was so much easier when I was in the world. Yeah. Because in the world, you could do your own thing. It's easy when you set your own hours. You know what time you're going to you set your time and when you got to get to work, when you're going to take your break, when you're going to get off work. So you can do that when you're working for yourself. But when you accept Christ and you start working for him, he sets the schedule. Amen. And you don't, you don't really get a day off. Amen. Come on, somebody. Right, right. He's commanded us to go. Yeah. 
We don't get a day off as a Christian. There's no such thing as a part-time Christian. Well, according to the Bible, but according to some of us, it's a one day a week. But we got to understand now as, as they were crossing over, it says a great storm came, an unnatural storm, an unexpected storm, something that these disciples were not expecting. Most of them were fishermen by trade. They were accustomed to being on the sea. But when this unnatural storm came, it rocked them. Because they had never seen a storm like this before. Keep living. Keep living for Christ. And there are going to be some storms in your life like you've never seen before. That's why you can say, Brother Spabby, it was easier when I was in the world. Yeah, now some storms do come when you're out in the world. But sometimes the severity of those storms because of your position when you're in the body of Christ can be a little bit more severe. But even though the storm is more severe, who you got in the boat with you? Scripture says now the boat was tossed to and fro. Water was beginning to, to, to flow over into the boat, and they were afraid. Have you been afraid? As the storms of life rocks your boat sometimes. Have you ever awakened in the morning and say, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to do it? That's the problem. You're wondering how you're going to do it. But you've got somebody. You've got a master of the deep in the boat with you. It's easy when you wake up in the morning and you turn it all over to Christ. You say, Christ, direct my path today. And all you got to do is sit back, put it on cruise control, and do what he says do. So many times you want to stop over here and you want to stop over there and then it has to say rerouting. Sometimes when you deviate, you step out of the will of God. See, you, 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 you want to do your own port of call. You remember Jonah? God told Jonah, this is where I want you to go up to. But Jonah says, no, I'm going down. Right. And that's what he did. Anytime you run from God, you don't really have a choice but to go down. It says he went down to what? He went down to, he said he, he, he had to pay his own fare. But now I want you to notice a boat was waiting. God will give you transportation. Whether you're going to him or you're going away from him. But now he had to pay his own fare. There's some consequences. So he got on the boat. And from the point he got on the boat, he began to go down. You got to make sure you're in the right boat. 
headed in the right direction. Because see, we're all trying to cross over to the other side. Storms can, can shake you, church. Sometimes there's storms of suffering can come into your life and cause you heartache, cause you turmoil in your life, cause some pain in your life. Sorrow touches every life, church. But there's a key to this when you think about it. And sometimes we don't even realize this, that even though Christ was in their boat, the storm still came into their lives. They were afraid for their lives, even though they had Christ in the boat with them. So what's your point, Brother Spivey? My point is just because you become a member of the body of Christ does not mean that storms are going to cease. It's just that you've got Christ now in the boat with you. See, peace is not, church, peace is not the absence of storms. Peace is having Christ in the midst of those storms because the storms are going to come. But he's in the boat with us. Now, they were in this boat. They were trying to do what Christ had told them to do, and just head over to the other side. But when the storms came, it was a storm like they had never seen before, and they were afraid. There also can be some storms of sorrow. Seems in the past couple of months, it's touched every family here, church. The death angel has been busy. He's knocked on almost every family's door, and he has requested to be paid. And that leaves us sorrowful. It brings about some storms in our lives. But I want to let you know this morning, there's not a storm on earth that heaven can't have. Whatever it is you're going through down here, God is able. God knows what it is you're going through. And when you look at the unexpectancy of death, church, it just adds to the validity that every day you've got to be ready. Because see, the boat of salvation docks every day. It's up to you whether you step on board. The plan of salvation gives you the ticket to get on the boat of salvation. It starts your journey toward eternity. It's up to you whether you get that ticket, whether you get it stamped, and whether you get on board, and whether you set sail for eternity. They don't discriminate. It's up to you whether you make it to heaven or not. It's up to you whether or not you cross over. But there are going to be some storms along the way. But even though 
when those storm clouds arise. The sun is still shining. I don't know if you've ever had the chance to, to fly during a storm. And you can get so high to whether you above the storm cloud. And you can look out your window and you can see flashes of lightning over here and flashes of lightning over there. But you're just smooth sailing. See, when you got Christ in there with you, like she said, you can hit some turbulence. But you still got. You still got Christ. When your boat begins to be rocked to and fro, you, you, you got this anchor that you can throw out. And Christ will be that solid rock. And see, everything can come in and they can try to rock you to and fro. But when you drop an anchor, he's going to say, oh, 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 oh. You, you can only go so far when you drop an anchor in the right place. You know how you watch Vanderbilt, you go out there and they say anchor down. That's what we need to do in Christ. We need to anchor down. So who's in your boat this morning and whose boat are you in? Storms are going to come. And so if you're here this morning, have you gone through a storm? You can raise your hand. Have you ever gone through a storm? Have you had some storms come into your life where you say, I I, I just don't know what I'm going to do? See, church, that just adds to the fact that, that, that storms are just a part of life. You may not be in one right now, but keep living. Just keep living. And you need to, 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 to count it a blessing. Oh, the days that the sun is shining upon you say, thank you, Lord. But it says now, oh, out of all your days, you're going to have more good days than bad days. And even when you have a bad day, God is still good to you. There are no bad days when you're a child of God. Just some storm fields. Day. These disciples were, were in the boat. Unnatural storm, and they are afraid. But not only were, were they afraid, but there was a, another storm brewing within their hearts of mind. There was the storm of doubt. We've all been there. We've all doubted God at one time or another. We've all gotten upset at God at one time or another because he doesn't move, he doesn't work on our time frame. But they're in this boat. They're afraid. And the person that they have put all of their trust in Has gone to sleep. I'm going to drop this in just for free. 
We talked about trust a while back. See, your, your, your trust is only going to go as far as the person that you put it in. You think about that. You put your trust in me, I'm limited. So don't be upset if you don't get what you expect out of me. But when you put your trust in someone, in the person that's able to go above and beyond, you'll never be disappointed. But now they're going through a storm, and the person that they trust is sleeping. And they begin to doubt whether or not he cares for them. You know how we do sometimes. You may not have said it out loud, but at one point in your life, you've cried out within your heart of mind, God, don't you care about me? I need some things, but you're not moving fast enough. I want you to answer my prayer, but you're not answering it quick enough. God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. God doesn't see things the same way we look at things. See, man speculates where God regulates. Think about it. You know, you could be sailing on the sea, kick back, sun shining, and upon the horizon, you see some storm clouds brewing. And you say, I got to get ready for this storm. See, in those cases, you can predict the storm is coming. But in some cases, like in Atlanta a couple days ago, when things begin to flood, all of a sudden the bottom drops out. And you don't have time to make preparation. One phone call can put you into a storm. One doctor's visit can put you into a storm that you never, ever expected. Some of us are going through storms right now. Health issues, family issues, marital storms. But I want you to know that God is still able. We just got to trust in him, church. Storms are going. To come. But God is still God. And I know you feel like sometimes that, 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 that when these storms are beating you up, you, you, you just want to run to the back of your ship and just shake Christ and say, wake up. Don't you care what it is I'm going through? These disciples said, carest thou not that we don't perish. In other words, they were saying, don't you care about what we're going through? Don't you care, Lord, what is about to happen to us? But the Hebrew writer says, we don't have a high priest that can't be touched by our infirmity. He's faithful. And, and then that same writer says, he'll never forsake you. He'll never leave you alone. So that means that even when your boat is filling up and it's being rocked, he's not going to let you sink. Because he's what? He's in the boat with you. 
But sometimes we feel like I just got to shake him up to make sure he, he still cares. But you know what? If you flip back through the pages of your life, did he care? Because he's always gotten you from one point to the other point. So he cares about you. Sometimes more than you even care about yourself. Because, see, God will do some things for you that you won't even do for yourself. But the storms, nevertheless, are going to come. But he is, he's able. He is truly a good God. Are y'all going to laugh when I say this? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at Brother Glenn and I'm going to look at my wife. I'm not going to hold you long. I'm coming to a close. <laughs> Church storms are going to fall into your life. No matter what you do, you know, you can, you, you, you can stay on your knees and you can pray all day long, but eventually, storms are going to come. And see, and what it took me a long time to get used to and to, to put into this thick skull of mine is that I can be doing everything that God expects me to do. And a storm will still come. You can pray all day long. You can give till you turn your pockets inside out. You can try to help somebody else all day long, but storms are still going to come. But nevertheless, we need to keep what? We need to keep rowing, church. Because, you know, in, in, in those times when we can't do anything for ourselves, God is still working. But our problem is we don't recognize when he's moving in our lives. And then when we get what it is we need, we give somebody else the credit. You remember when the disciples were in the ship and another storm came? And in this one, once again, Christ had told them, let's go over to the other side. I'm, I'm, I'm sending y'all on over to the other side. He said, now get in the boat straightway. In other words, he commanded them to start over to the other side. He said, now y'all go on over. I've got something else to do right now. I've got to go talk to my father. But they, they started their journey to the other side. And what I like about this is when they got about halfway the point of no return. So when you get halfway, it's just as easy to keep going as it is to turn around and go back. But it says they kept rowing. They kept doing what Christ had told them to do. Are you rowing this morning trying to get to the other side or have you given up and you're going to let the winds push you back to where you started from? But as they were rowing, they looked out upon the sea. And they saw something walking on the water. 
It was in their time of distress when they thought and they felt they couldn't do anything for themselves. Who is it that's coming upon the water? It's Christ. He's walking. It says now, he would have passed them by if they didn't what? If they didn't say something. How many times have you let him pass you by? You needed him, but you had too much pride to call on him. But when he got close enough, Peter said, Lord, after Christ had said, don't be afraid, it is I. And Peter said, Lord, is that you? And he says, yeah. And he says, well, if it is you, then bid me to come. He bids us to come every day, church. And so Christ said, yeah, come on, Peter. So what did Peter do? Peter got up. And he stepped out. And he began to do what? He began to walk on water. And as long as he was focused on, on Christ Jesus, he was walking on the water. But then it says now, he lost focus. And he paid more attention to the surroundings than where it was he was trying to go. And he began to sing. See, sometimes we need to put on spiritual blinders so we can keep our focus, make sure we get over to the other side. But when he took his focus off of Christ, he began to sing. But the Bible never says that he... It just says he began to... Never says he sang. But before he sang, I never forsake you. I never leave you. He, 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 he reached out. And he picked him back up. And this is what I like. The Bible then says that both of them got into the boat. Now, you remember when they started the journey, it was just them. When they felt they couldn't go on any further, Jesus came to them walking on the water. But when he got to them, he got in the boat with him. And if you keep reading, it says, and when they got to the other side. You keep reading in Mark chapter 5, verse 1, it says, and they got to the other side. So with Christ in the boat, what does it tell you? You're going to make it to the other side. There are going to be some storms, but you can make it to the other side. And as we, as, as, as we draw this thing to a conclusion, we need to understand that we need to be in the right boat. Matthew 16, 18. Christ says, upon this rock, and the statement, the rock is that Christ is the son of the true and living God. And he says, now, based upon that rock, that statement, I'm going to build my church. That church, this church, now becomes the vehicle. It becomes the boat that you can get in to make it to the other side. You remember Noah? 
God gave him instructions on how to build the ark. But now only those that were in the inside of the ark made safety. But now even in that case, when the doors of the ark were sealed, everybody else on the outside perished. Only those that were in the inside, the doors to the church will one day be shut. Where are you going to be? On the outside or in the inside? So we got the vehicle, we got the church, we have the means of getting to the other side, but now it also matters who's in the boat with you. John 14 and 6 says, Christ says, now I am. The way, the truth, the light. So if you're going to try to make it to the other side, you need to have somebody in your boat that knows the way. Somebody in your boat that is the truth. Somebody in the boat that is the light. That's the only way you're going to make it to the other side because then he goes on and he says, now no one comes to the Father except by or through me. And I've never known anybody to go through something without first of all getting in. So how do you get in to Christ Jesus? God has a plan of salvation that will put you in Jesus. It'll put you in the boat. It'll give you that ticket that you need to get on the boat of salvation. It'll put you in that boat that one day, if you do what he tells you to do, if you stay on the right course with him, you can make heaven your home. You will one day, you'll come in the port. And you'll get off. And you'll hear him say, welcome, well done, my good and faithful servant. What's that plan of salvation, brothers Bobby? You have to hear the word of God. You have to believe what it is that you've heard. You have to repent of your sins. You have to confess that Christ is the son of the true and living God. And then you have to be baptized for the remission of those sins. And then the Revelation writer says, you have to live faithful unto death. And if you do all these things, if you're in the right boat, you have the right person in the boat with you, and you are obedient to his commands, then you can make heaven your home. If you are here this morning, and you're not in the right boat, you've never been in the boat. But you want to get in. You want to start the journey towards eternity. Because you know we, 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 we've got to spend an eternity somewhere. And the Bible says that, that there's just two places. Heaven or hell. But if you're in the right boat and you got the right person in the boat with you. Then you can spend your eternity in heaven. Both of these journeys are one way. Once you get there, there is no coming back. So if you're here this morning and you want to start your journey towards heaven, we're going to extend the invitation. And if you are here this morning, no matter what it is you need, we serve a God that is able. Whether you need prayer for yourself, a friend, or a family member, 
Whatever it is you need, God is able. So examine yourselves, not upon your neighbor, but examine yourselves based upon the word of God. And if you find that you need to make necessary changes, I ask you to come as we extend the invitation. Will you come, please? Will you come, please? Brother, there be another this morning. What will your answer be? What will it be? Oh, will you come, what please? will it be? And no need to be ashamed. You're not coming to me. What will it be? Oh, what will it be? Do we have another this morning? God has been what good, church. What will your answer be? Will you come, please? Sadly, you stand if you're unprepared. Trembling, you don't have to carry all the burdens of sin. You can come and, and, and get those lifted this morning. What will that sentence be? What will it be? Oh, what will it be? And where will you spend your eternity? What will it be? Oh, what will it be? What will your answer be? May there be another this morning. Now is the time to prepare, my friend. If make not, you may be seated. Washed in the blood of the crucified one. He will your answer be. I want you to know that God has the best weight loss what program will it yet. Be? Oh, what will you can it come be? and repent of some stuff and get all of that weight of sin off of you. What will it be? Oh, what will Brother, it be? There'll be another this morning. What will your answer be? Someday you'll stand at the bar on high. Someday your record you'll see. Someday you'll answer the question of life. What will your answer be? What will it be? Oh, what will it be? And where will you spend your eternity? What will it be, oh, what will it be? What will your answer be? Sadly, you'll stand if you're unprepared. Trembling, you'll fall on your knees. Facing the sentence of life or of death. What will that sentence be? What will it be? Oh, what will it be? Where will you spend your eternity? What will it be? Oh, what will it be? What will your answer be? Still not too late, church. But when, when, when you go back to, to work or to school this week while Brother David is finishing up here, and people look at you and they say, well, I, I thought this happened to you, and, and, and I thought that happened to you. How can you keep a smile on your face? You just tell them, I'm still rolling. I'm still rolling. I'm just trying to make it. 
to the other side. And while you keep rolling, he says, I've already given you my peace. Think about it. He says, I, 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 I've got my peace. I'm leaving it for you. I'm giving it to you. And sometimes we don't have peace because we're too prideful to accept it. So keep rolling, church, toward the other side. Just keep rolling. He's in the boat with you. Wake him up sometime and converse with him. And it will make all the difference. Thank you for listening. And please continue to keep my family and I in your prayers. Thank you. And again, let the church say amen. amen. What a wonderful, wonderful message. What journey are you on? Where are you going to be when you cross to the other side? <laughs> we all going to cross to the other side. One way or the other, we going to cross to the other side. The question is, when you get to the other side, where are you going to be? <laughs> That's the question. When you get to the other side, and there's only two places, as he said, either heaven or hell. I don't know about y'all, but I'm a little allergic to pain. <laughs> I, 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 I get too hot and I get sick. <laughs> I don't want to go to hell, <laughs> which makes me have to look at my life at where I'm going now because now is the place and the time to get it right. Yeah. When you get to the other side, it's too late. <laughs> we, we got to get it right now and get our path right on the right direction now. And I am so thankful for the message this morning so we can be reminded that we need to get things straightened out in our lives so that we can be with Christ as I oftentimes say, I don't know about y'all, but I'm trying to get to the throne. <laughs> and, and that's where we need to get to. If we can get to the throne, it's going to be all right. Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful, wonderful message. We have quite a few that have come to make their requests known. We have here today, Brother Franklin is with us. Uh, in our midst. Glad to have him today, the sister Campbell's brother. We're glad to have him and all of our visitors. Glad to have them. Glad to have China with us today. <laughs> glad to have all of our visiting friends with us today and hope that this won't be your last time. Brother uh, David Pope, the second, he is coming and he just wants to Thank the congregation for all their support, he says, for himself and for his family in the passing of their mother. Uh, he says he also wants to thank the brethren for showing up and showing out yesterday. <laughs> he said they just kept saying that they were good. <laughs> he just is thankful for all that we've done uh, on their behalf. Brother Joseph Webster is also coming, and he is asking for the prayers of the church uh, for his cousins also. Uh, uh, Cedric Gordon said he's in prison at this time, and so he's just asking for the prayers of the church for him as well. 
Sister Tara McLean, uh, Brother McLean says that she's feeling better, uh, but she still has a cough, and so we want to continue to pray for her as well. Sister Pillar is coming, and she has asked for the prayers of the church. Uh, she says that she's got to go to the dentist tomorrow, and she's praying that everything will go well, and she wants us to continue to pray for her and for her family. Brother Trenton Moore is coming, asking for the prayers of the church for guidance and for assistance with a difficult class that he has and with an uncooperative professor. <laughs> God is able, y'all. God is able. I know how it is, bruh. <laughs> there was a time when I was working on a job and, and I had an unruly boss to the point to where I was crying. I asked God to take care of it. The next day, she was moved to a different department. God is able, y'all. He is able to take care of it. Jerry Hathaway is coming, and he is asking for the prayers of the church. He says um, he's asking for the prayers from his brothers and sisters. He says, believe me, it helps. He says, just going through a few bumps in the road, and he knows that God will see him through it. Also, he prays for his daughter, too, and for her sister uh, that passed last week. So he's just asking for the prayers of the church. And Brother Tyrone Atkins is coming, and he is stating that he is sin, and he is asking for the prayers of the church as well. Let's continue to pray for all of these, and let's just continue to pray one for another. We all need prayer, y'all, and the prayers of the righteous do avail much. Having said that, let's go to the throne. Heavenly Father, once again, we are approaching that throne with humble hearts, Heavenly Father, and bowed heads, thanking thee, Heavenly Father, for just being you. Father, we just thank you for all that you've given us, and Everything that you do for us, Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you. thank you. Father, we come mindful of, of our sins and inequities, and we ask, Heavenly Father, that you please forgive us, Heavenly Father. Help us to do better in the future than we have been in the past. Help us to stay on that road that we can someday cross to the other side and hear thy son say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Father, we come mindful of all that have come to make their wishes known. We ask that you would please bless each and every one of them and grant them the things in which you see they stand in need of. Father, bless those that are, will be dealing with traveling grace, that's in need of traveling grace. We ask that you would please grant them that. Father, we ask that you please be with those that are behind prison walls and even in mental institutions. We ask that you would please make a way for them as well. Father, all of those that have come making their requests known, Heavenly Father, for other family members and for those that have passed away, Heavenly Father, we ask that you please bless the families, knowing that mourning doesn't stop after the funeral. Father, we ask that you would please comfort them and grant them the peace that only you can. Father, we ask that you please be with all of us. We Thank you for our visitors that we have today, and we ask that you be with them as well. 
Continue to guide us, Heavenly Father, and help us as we go throughout this path of life. Help us to be better in the future than we have been in the past. And we just want to say thank you. In the name of Christ, we pray. We ask that you please be with all and even bless the ones that is having problems with uh, the classes that they have in the professor. God, we know that you can work on the hearts. And we ask that you please be with them as well. Continue to bless all of them, Heavenly Father, and guide us all. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Living below in this old sinful world, hardly a comfort can afford. And I'm striving alone to face temptation. So tell me, where could I go but to the Lord? Was singing, where could I go? Oh, where could I go? And we're seeking the refuge for my soul. And I'm needing a friend to save me in the end. Tell me where could I go but to the Lord. We'd like to thank Brother Spivey again for the message he's brought to us this morning. Let's all turn to page 310 as we prepare for the collection and for the communion. Page 310. 310. 310. All found? That's all seen. Oh, what wondrous love I see. Freely shown for you and me, and by the one who did atone, and just to show its matchless grace, Jesus suffered for the race. In Gethsemane alone. And oh, what love, and matchless love. And oh, what love for me was shown. His forever I will be, and for the love he gave to me. In Gethsemane alone, Terry here he told me three, Terry here and watch for me, and but they heard no bitter moan. And for the three disciples slept, and while my loving Savior wept, and in Gethsemane alone, and oh, what love, 
in matchless love. And no one love for me was shown. His forever I will be, and for the love he gave to me. And when he suffered all alone. We've now reached a portion of our service where we focus on the collection and the Lord's Supper. Let's please pray for the collection. Heavenly Father, at this time, we thank you for the collection that be taken up. We thank you for the ability and blessing to be able to provide work and give back to you, which is already yours. Once again, we thank you for all the blessings you bestowed upon us. Most probably, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you again for your offering, your son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now at this moment, as we focus more on the death, the burial, and resurrection of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. Reading Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 through 29 of the Last Supper, the disciples. And we read in uh, verse 26, it says, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood, New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth with this fruit of the vine, until that day when I drink anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, at this time, we thank you once again for your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for his sacrifice, his life, and all the many things that he, that he did, the example that he set before us. And we thank you for all that you have done. We thank you at this time for his body and his blood. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may now take the bread. You may now take the cup. In verse 30 reads, and when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. His clue sports of our service. We're going to change the last song to page 575. 575. Shelter in Time of Storm. 575. Five, seven, five. That's all, Let us sing. The Lord's our rock, in Him we hide, a shelter in a time of storm. And suck it, whatever it be time, a shelter in a time of my, 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 Jesus is a rock in a weary land. I said a weary land, I said a weary land, oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a shelter in a time of storm. A shade by day, defense by night, a shelter in a time of storm. And no fears, alarm, no foes of fright, a shelter in a time of my, 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 Jesus is a rock in a weary land. I said a weary land, I said a weary land, oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land. 
a shelter in a time of storm. The raging storms may round us be, a shelter in a time of storm. And we'll never leave our safe retreat, a shelter in a time of my, 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 Jesus is a rock in a weary land. I said a weary land. I said a weary land. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land. A shelter in a time of storm. Amen. I'd like to thank Brother Spider for that message. And let's, let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your grace and mercy that you shined and blessed us to see another day. I pray and ask that you forgive us of our sins, build us up where we're torn down. I pray that you keep us mindful to stay grounded in your word, that we will pray without ceasing, and uh, whether in the storm or out of the storm or going through the storm, that we will be mindful that you are God and God alone. I pray that you would keep us safe from any hurt or harm to the next appointed time. And all these prayers I ask in Jesus' name, let the church say amen.